Hello, and welcome to another episode of the 1715 Treasure Coast Financial Wellness Podcast. My name is Thomas Davies, and don't forget to like and subscribe. And this week, we are going to talk about more about market volatility, as we sure saw a ton of it this week. And also, we're going to talk about 401k and your retirement and what all this means to you. Uh, so welcome. Uh, appreciate that you are here. And let's just dive right in. So Jay Powell and the Fed uh, come out. They raised interest rates by 75 basis points. Um, I'm not here to give you the news. You probably already knew that. But what does that mean to you? Well, basically, he came out and said that uh, we're going to uh, raise unemployment. So people are going to lose their jobs. Your home values are going to go down. Because now interest rates on mortgages have gone up. So we've seen them go to as high as 6 and I've heard even 7 and sometimes 8% uh, if your credit's not so good. So that is the bad news. Um, the good news is, and the silver lining of things, that with the raise of interest rates, uh, you know, the 2-year treasury, the 5-year, 10-year, and 30-year treasury, now you can have a place to put some of your cash if you're not willing to go into the market. The 2-year treasury is over 4%. So that means, you know, you can get 4% on your money uh, if you really just don't want to do anything and sit in cash. Uh, you're not beating inflation. Uh, and I've talked about that in one of the very first episodes is that, in, you know, in order to invest, you have to beat inflation with inflation at 8%. And if you're making 4%, that's right, you're losing 4% on your money. So that's not a great way to uh, protect your investments. Um, but certainly it, it, it can weather the storm uh, that we're in, uh, that, that's for sure. So what do you do about market volatility? What can you do to protect yourself? Well, the first thing you have to do is start to plan. Uh, you know the old saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Uh, so you want to make sure that you start writing this stuff down. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to make a budget. I just told you that unemployment's going higher and your house value is going down, which means they're going to, they being the Fed, are intended on slowing the economy down. So that may or may not uh, mean to you that you're going to make less money. Or maybe you work for someone and that company is going to make less money. So how do you prepare? And that is starting with a plan. Um, that is putting a budget together that is making sure that you are not overspending and that you either have a surplus or a deficit. And if you're in a deficit, you need to go about cutting the ways that you spend. Um, it could be as simple as cutting the cord, uh, maybe taking that fancy car you drive and, and getting a used car. Uh, but you know, it's, it's having a plan for, for things when they're going to slow down. For some of you, it may just mean cutting back on going out to eat or, or some of those other things, uh, that, uh, you know, are luxury instead of maybe going once a week, maybe it's once a month. Um, you know, it's all going into that budget plan that you're going to write down. Now, as far as inside your portfolio, things that you can do, well, Basically, when we look at our client portfolios, we're looking in the long term. So we're looking three to five, ten years out. So with a market that seems to be towards the bottom of the range right now, or the range that it has been in all year, 
We're looking at opportunities to maybe buy some equities uh, in the portfolios that we've been looking at that have certainly gotten a lot cheaper. Uh, we may not necessarily catch the bottom in those markets, uh, in those equities, um, but there are companies that, you know, certainly we, we like to uh, think for the long term and going into uh, what looks like it might be a recession going into 23. This, they keep talking about uh, they being the talking heads. They keep talking about a soft landing, um, but uh, the bond market seems to be telling us otherwise uh, with interest rates um, and the interest rates raise. So inside your portfolio, you really want to look and see where you're invested, how you're invested. Um, you know, maybe some of those things that you invested in uh, have gone down a lot more than you anticipated. Um, and I guess the question is, do you think that they're going to rebound once the economy starts to uh, turn around, uh, which is more likely 2024, uh, 2025? You know, some of the questions I got this week uh, from some people is, is when is it going to end? When, when, when's the selling going to stop? And, you know, basically Jay Powell came out and said it's not. You know, it's not going to do it until they get that 2% inflation. Um, so we're going to keep, you know, raising interest rates. We're going to make it more expensive to do business. Um, the cost of lend lending. There was an article today in the journal talking about credit markets starting to tighten. Um, you know, that is not a good sign. Uh, it's never a good sign when lending slows. So going back to your portfolio, uh, you want to look at some of those equities, uh, talk with your advisor, find and do the research on those companies and see where they're leveraged, how much leverage, what does their cash balance sheets look like? Do they have good cash balance sheets? Um, if they don't, uh, you know, those costs of, of doing business is going up and it's going up every quarter as they raise interest rates. Uh, borrowing is just what that it's 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 going into businesses and, uh, you know, the businesses that borrow at, you know, which was basically free money uh, cannot borrow, uh, you know, that free money. It's now now there's a cost to that. So I think some of these businesses that were you know, started maybe in the last 10, 15 years, uh, you know, on, on free money are going to have an eye-opening event uh, as their margins start to shrink uh, because of the interest rate raise uh, and the cost of doing business. So those are things you want to look at uh, when you're looking at equities um, inside your portfolio and choosing uh, those companies to uh, to choose that you choose to put in the portfolio. So with that, uh, you know, you think about what are some of the things that, you know, during a recession and, and when times slow, what companies do well? Well, you know, usually consumer staples do fairly well. Uh, people have to eat. Uh, they have to drive. Uh, you know, these are things that, you know, people have to do. Um, so those typical areas are things that generally do well uh, when things start to slow down. Uh, you know, when we look at municipal bonds, we look at the general obligation bonds or go bonds, um, you know, because people need water, uh, they need schooling, uh, you know, and, and things, they need roads, you know, good roads to drive on. So those are some of the things that we look, uh, when we look at municipal bonds, uh, you know, we look to go bonds and, uh, you know, those bond prices have certainly decreased. And as interest rates continue to rise, uh, they're going to get more attractive here. 
So those are a couple things that you might be able to do in your portfolio uh, is, you know, look at the cash balance sheets on equities. Uh, maybe look at some go bonds in your portfolio. You know, talk them over with your advisor or, or call myself and uh, we can talk about some of those things to, you know, add into your portfolio. Uh, you know, it's always a tough decision when something you purchased is down. Um, and, uh, you know, in the fishing world, we say you, you got to cut bait, um, but sometimes you have to do that. Uh, and that's where, you know, knowing what it is that you own inside your portfolio and doing that deep dive to say, well, you know, is this company going to be able to uh, survive this slowdown and how are they going to perform, uh, you know, under their current management uh, and how have they performed in the past uh, when when markets when the economy has slowed down? Uh, you know some of the other questions I got this week. Uh, you know, is this 2008? This is going to be worse than 2008. In my opinion, I don't think so. Uh, 2008 was a much different animal uh, that uh, was was being tackled. Uh, you know, we had the banks uh, that were leveraged, some of them 40 to one. Uh, you know, it's a much, much different world uh, that we live in today. The banks are, you know, for the most part, fully funded. Um, and if you haven't uh, seen the movie Too Big to Fail, uh, I'm not going to go back to the museum here uh, about 2008. But, uh, you know, it's on HBO. Check it out. It's called Too Big to Fail. It's a good history lesson of, of what happened, where we were, what was going on. And you'll see that it's very different uh, from where we are today. And, and a little bit of irony, back in 2008, uh, we had too much housing. There were, there were too many houses, uh, hence the mortgage uh, crisis. And today it's just the opposite. We seem that we're, you know, we don't have enough homes. Um, so in that short amount of time, we went from having way too many houses to now we don't have enough individual housing um, but, you know, the Fed came out this week and said, uh, you know, your home prices are going to go down. Uh, in, in not so many words, but uh, he basically said that the housing needs to correct a little bit. Um, so, you know, that's, that's most people's biggest investment is their home. Uh, hopefully people like 2008 uh, did not uh, use their home like an ATM. Uh, I have to imagine that banks... Lending criteria were certainly a little more stringent. Um, I know that uh, in a lot of my clients' cases that uh, they took some home equity lines of credit. Um, and it was, certainly wasn't like 2008. Um, but the free money, uh, it's still out there for the most part. We're still seeing a lot of the auto manufacturers finance at 0% financing. Uh, a lot of the credit card companies still have that 0%. Um, that's going to change. Um, and as the credit markets tighten, uh, those things are going to go away. And that free money is going to go away. So, uh, you know, some things in, you know, that you can do regarding market volatility and, and interest rate raises, uh, hopefully you find that helpful. Uh, so I'm going to move along here and we're going to talk a little bit about 401ks and retirement. Um, certainly, you know, the old adage, you want to buy low and sell high. Well, as the market has decreased, and if you currently have a 401k, your dollar cost averaging, that's the silver lining. You're buying more shares at a lower price. And that's a great thing uh, because, it, you know, it's in your retirement account. And 
you know, if you have to retire in the next 5, 10, 15 years, then that's a good thing. But if you're currently at retirement, um, you know, this is going to be tough. Hopefully your uh, financial advisor that handles that 401k, uh, you know who that is, uh, uh, being a little snarky, <laughs> that most 401k participants do not know the financial advisor uh, that handles their 401k plan. Uh, my suggestion is reach out to them. And if you don't know who it is, go to your human resources department and find out. Um, they work for you. You are a participant in that plan. Uh, you know, and so if you are retiring this year uh, and you've been managing things on your own, uh, hopefully your plan has become more conservative as you are getting closer to retirement. Um, that is what you do in a retirement plan. As you get closer to that date where your income is going to stop, you want your portfolio to be more conservative. Now, if you've gone into bonds this year, your bond portfolio is down 10 to maybe 15%, um, which does not feel good. It is not great. And the bonds certainly are not going to rebound like the equities. Um, so if you can delay retiring for the next year or two or maybe three uh, and you find yourself in a conservative portfolio uh, and you think the timing is right, you may be able to take out of that conservative portfolio and be a little more aggressive in it. Certainly contact, once again, your financial advisor or you can call me and we can discuss your options and look at the portfolio. Um, it never ceases to amaze me uh, how clients in their 401k portfolios, the, it's sitting in cash. Uh, the money is just sitting there in cash. And uh, for some some people, that's great. They, they'll miss the whole downturn. Um, and they're able to uh, invest it, it, towards the bottom of the market. Uh, but for most people, it's allocated in some type of uh, S&P index. Uh, you know, I will talk about some of the things that I've seen in some of the 401k portfolios, which is the target date funds. Um, and, and I'm going to reference 2008 again. Uh, those target date funds did not work. Um, and once again, as you get closer to that date, the portfolio should be uh, more conservative. And some of those target date portfolio funds just did not do that. They did not become, those managers did not make those portfolios become more conservative. So I, I'm very hesitant on those. Um, I don't like them, especially, especially if you have someone managing, uh, you know, maybe another portfolio for you. Uh, you know, once again, get with your advisor, discuss it, um, give me a call. Uh, we can talk about it. Um, if you are in a target date fund, uh, please talk with your advisor um, or an advisor, period. Uh, <clears throat> they're not, I'm just not a big fan. I think that uh, you could do a lot better inside your 401k than, uh, you know, a fund that, uh, you know, ends in 2030, 2040, 2050, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, in, in your 401k, uh, you always want to do the match. Uh, so let's say your company is matching you at 3%, 4%, maybe even upwards of 6%. You want to make sure you are at least going all the way to that full match. That is free money from your employer. They are matching what you are putting in. Anything above that free match, um, you want to look at it from a tax liability standpoint. Um, 
and see that maybe contributing into a Roth IRA or an individual IRA may make more tax sense for you uh, rather than putting that money into a 401k plan. The great thing about a 401k plan is that money inside grows tax deferred um, and you will not pay any taxes on that money until you take it out. So that is one of the great things about a 401k plan. Um, you know, is all any gains uh, that are made inside of that while you're buying and selling um, all stays in there tax deferred. Um, and you don't pay on any of those gains until you take that money out. And it's taxed at your regular income tax rate. Now, if you are under 59 and a half and you want to take money out, you will pay a 10% penalty. I am sorry to say, but that is the rule. Under 59 and a half, you will pay a 10% penalty plus that income tax rate that you're at. So that could be 10% plus 15 plus 20. Could be a third of the money you take out is going to be lost to tax. So that's something really to think about uh, when you are looking to take money out of your IRA or your 401k plan. Now, some 401k plans do offer loans and paybacks. Um, we, I generally don't recommend them. Um, I use, you know, it, it's a last resort, but if that is the only monies that you have saved and the only place you can go, uh, you know, maybe you can take a loan outside of your 401k. Um, as far as investments inside your 401k, I always like to, uh, kind of draw a picture of depending on the plan that you have and the investment choices you have is dependent upon the advisor that chose those investments inside that plan. So it's kind of like a sandbox um, and the toys that are inside that sandbox have been chosen for you. You don't have a choice. Now some 401ks uh, do have an option for third-party advisors uh, to manage those plans. Um, that's great for myself because I can help clients with those 401k plans and help them choose their investments outside of that sandbox. Um, now, some clients, I will help them with their 401k plan and help them manage the investment choices that are inside of it. Um, and I do this generally as an ancillary uh, product of, of managing other investments for my clients. Um, it's not something I do just, uh, just to do it. Um, generally, we manage other assets for our clients. They have other portfolios, um, but we certainly want to make sure that all their financial needs, um, including their 401k plans, are taken care of. Um, so with that, hopefully that helps a little bit uh, inside your 401k. If you're a younger person, uh, you know, and you've got 20, 30 years, uh, you know, you generally want to be aggressive, uh, you know, inside those those plans. Your time horizon uh, is 20, 30 years before retirement. So you want to take the maximum uh, risk generally you can inside those portfolios. Once again, discuss that with your financial advisor. That is not financial advice. It is just merely uh, my observation of what you want to do when you have a long term goal of 20 to 30 years. Uh, so hopefully that gives you a little insight into 401k plans. Uh, you know, there is a lot of different type of retirement plans that are out there. Uh, if you're a small business owner, 
you know, a 401k may not be best for you. Um, there are certainly other plans that are out there. Uh, costs have come down considerably in 401k plans. Uh, there, you know, with the advent of, of going online and managing those plans, there's some great companies out there, um, some that we use, uh, that really have taken a cost of, of a 401k plan uh, that was two, three, four, five thousand dollars a year um, down to you know five hundred to a thousand dollars a year uh, on those plans. So uh, you know, look into it. It may be right for your business. It may not be right for your business, uh, but certainly uh, you know, reach out and give us a call, and you know, we can make sure that you have the appropriate retirement plan either inside your business as an individual. Um, and, you know, we look at uh, all the aspects, uh, especially from a tax standpoint, and try to be tax advantageous uh, with you and your plans and, and how you invest. So uh, that's pretty much most of it for this week. Uh, you know, next week brings a new week and we head into October. Uh, wow. Uh, you know, we're almost through September. We got to get through October uh, notoriously, uh, some of the most volatile times in the markets. I, I said all summer we're going to see some something happen here as we go into September, October, uh, when people come back from vacation and school starts. And certainly uh, it, it, the market has not disappointed. Um, we'll look for the Fed, what they're going to do. Um, you know, and once again, I'm not here to deliver you the news. Um, that's the Wall Street Journal. They're, that's what they do. Um, but if you have questions on your investment portfolios, uh, please give me a call. Um, you know, we can take a look at them, uh, see what you're doing. Um, you know, we can analyze them for you and we can, you know, and I can give you an opinion, you know, is it right, wrong? Uh, maybe you're doing everything right and, and it's just the market. It's just going down and, you know, right now. And, you know, it's just part of it. It's part of investing. Uh, markets do go down and, and they go up. Um, and, you know, timing and, and time is certainly the most important aspects in the market. Uh, people always, you know, ask me, you know, when's the right time to invest? Well, the right time to invest is depending upon your time horizon. Um, and, you know, there's kind of the old saying, it's, you know, it's, it's time, not timing the market, it's time in the market. And so if you have a short-term window, uh, I mentioned two-year treasuries, they're over 4%. Uh, you know, maybe you can look at I-bonds. I-bonds are, you know, going to be probably over 12% uh, when they turn over here. Uh, they're at 9% now on a, on a yearly basis. Um, you can purchase up to $10,000. Go to ustreasury.gov uh, and you can purchase them right there. You can purchase all your treasury bonds right there. Uh, you know, so once again, hopefully you enjoyed the, this week's podcast. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, and let me know. Send me some comments. I'm curious to see how I'm doing. Uh, maybe some things I can improve upon. And, uh, you know, I appreciate your feedback. So thanks again and have a great week.